Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two Bearded Losers. I am Eric from Hey Internet Eric here. And as always, I am here with my own personal lump of coal, my buddy Frenzy. How are you doing, friends? Jesus, really? <laughs> hey, I did not have that prepared, and it was just on the fly. You just got to gotta roll with the punches like we do with this show uh merry christmas to everybody this will be our christmas episode um before we get into the deliciousness of tonight i want to go back to last week first off thank you to everybody that listened and participated the the episode's really taking off the the eyes wide shut episode but in that we uh we forgot to read the vhs cover which is something we always do so i'm going to get that out of the way in case you missed it or you're interested in what (laughs) Uh, Eyes Wide Shut could be about Stanley Kubrick's daring last Oh, producer's back there coughing (laughs) It's a nice ambiance Stanley Kubrick's daring last film is many things It is a compelling psychosexual journey A haunting dreamscape A riveting tale of suspense A major milestone in the careers of stars Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman And according to Roger Ebert A worthy final chapter to a great director's career Cruz plays Dr. William Hartford, a New Yorker who plunges one fateful winter night into an erotic foray that threatens his marriage and may even ensnare him in a lurid murder mystery after his wife's admission of sexual longings. As the story sweeps from doubt and fear to self-discovery and reconciliation, Kubrick orchestrates it with masterful flourishes, graceful tracking shots, controlled pacing, rich colors, startling images, and traits that make Kubrick a filmmaker for the ages are here to keep everyone's eyes wide open. Jesus Christ, that's long. I know. But, you know what, I guess maybe it's because it was his last, you know, uh, movie. They wanted to give him something to say. Yeah. And then one last thing from last week, and then we're getting straight to the episode. I mentioned there was, you know, some dream sequences or fantasies that <laughs> Tom Cruise's character was happening. And I mentioned that you can't control your dreams. And I told, I mentioned how I had a dream <laughs> concerning you, and I texted you about it, and I got pretty much all of it wrong. I, from the miracle of me not deleting any texts, I found the text messages and sent them to you. And here is what it is from December 29, 2020. This is me speaking to Frenzy. I meant to text you this morning. Might be a bit long and weird. Had a fucked up dream last night, and I never remember them. We're actually together, getting ready for a live stream. But we're with your entire extended family yet in the home I grew up in. Can't find you anywhere. So I'm stuck with an old grandpa character. I introduce him. I introduce myself, tell him why I'm there. He just responds by saying that's gay and tells me to leave. He gave me a plate of fried chicken to eat out in the porch. You never meet up with me. I then wake up the end. You respond by saying I knew it all along, but now it's confirmed. You need to see a shrink and you might be gay. I say might be <laughs> I say might be an episode for Dr. Frenzy. Normally I don't remember my dreams and I'm glad this is the rare occasion I do. And you say I'm ha- actually happy for you. I don't have time or willpower to share my crazy ass dreams. If we end up having gay sex in one, keep that to yourself please. I say no promises might make a good story. Then you say just kidding. I actually want to hear it. So I just thought that would be fun to go back and actually get it correct you know what was actually said in that weird fucked up conversation that's beautiful anyways anyways thank you christopher gupton is here in the chat haven't seen him in a long ass fucking time today's episode was another frenzy's choice um we both agreed on it but uh frenzy do you want to say why tonight we are discussing 
to my knowledge, it's 2018 because that's what the DVD and IMDb says. Uh, Adam Marcus, I wish it was a classic. I hope it is going to be sooner or later. Secret Santa. Yeah, I think usually our thing is to... Uh, oh, I like to pick out bad movies or controversial things and look for the good because mm-hmm. it's fun. But it's Christmas time and like no one's seen this movie. Mm-hmm. And you say Adam Marcus, the only people, the only things, the only thing that comes to mind is Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah, and he was also one of the writers of Texas Chainsaw 3D. Okay, well, I don't want to talk about that, but <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Adam. Right. Um, I think this movie is like uh, really great. Mm hmm. In a, in a special kind of way. And I just figured, I, I saw it, it wasn't a race or anything, but you mm-hmm. had interviewed Adam Marcus on some other channel. Mm-hmm. And so I watched this movie and like, I knew watching it, this is going to be one of your favorite movies. Because mm-hmm. the fun factor is off the chart, right? Right. So that that's that's basically in a nutshell. But I got a lot more to, to talk about it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to get right to it. I have the DVD. I'm going to read it so we don't forget this time. Get ready for the most outrageous, offensive, hilariously bloody movie for the holidays. When recovering alcoholic April attempts to turn her controlling, sorry, when recovering alcoholic April attempts to turn her controlling mother's annual Christmas dinner party into a happy celebration, she gets more than she bargained for. Someone has unleashed hell with an insidious holiday gift that causes everyone to become the monsters they truly are. As the bodies pile up, she must try to save those she can and survive those she can't. That's how you give nothing away but get people enticed. You know what I mean? Just a small, simple paragraph like that. And uh, it's it's true. It's not like, you know, the three paragraphs of the fucking Monster Squad or something like that that it had. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, before we get into I got I got two things to open up with. Absolutely. I think the name of this film is a detriment mm-hmm. to it. Secret Santa, that's great. It makes sense for the game that they play, but mm-hmm. it, it invokes this people, and even normal people are going to think Santa Claus is in this, mm-hmm. or that it's in one of these stupid killer Santa Claus uh, subgenres, right? In my right. mind, right. I think it's a detriment to the film that they called it Secret Santa. Um, they could have came up with something. I, I think that has a lot to do with the reason no one's ever seen this. Um because it's not like lo-fi horror movies aren't in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one's super special. I just want to throw that out there. That's like my only criticism. Me that doesn't know anything, I wouldn't mm-hmm. called it that. Um, Chuds, I mean, they're... It, but that all ties into the a bigger thing I'll talk about later is why I think... I don't know how much of this is premeditated. Mm-hmm. Like how much of this... I wish we could talk to Adam and I want to know how much he made bad on purpose... Like, cause it has this like lifetime TV uh, feel to it, and I think it it's all it's like, all intentional. It definitely feels like a Hallmark movie, and I think it is intentional because uh, I got the DVD, and there is like a ninety-minute uh, documentary oh it's called God. Naughty or Nice: The Making of Secret Santa. That's like it's amazing. Than the movie. Well, ninety minutes, maybe you know, hour and twenty, but whatever. It's it's pretty long for a making of doc, mm-hmm. and he said, and he. This is from his, um, I think it's his new company called Skeleton Crew. Mm-hmm. And it's basically working with everyone he knows. He went to NYU. He's got a lot of his students working in this film and stuff like that. You know, it's basically, uh, what is it, DIY, do-it-yourself type of thing. And he he 
He had this script written a long time ago. He wrote it with his wife, uh, Deborah Sullivan, who she plays the mom in this movie. Uh, Sherry. Sherry. And uh, they were looking for a script. They found a script. They, they, they sold it. And then they, they wanted it to be fun because there is a scene in this documentary where they've got the whole cast at the table. They're doing a table reading. Adam says, we're going to read this. He says, if you laugh, laugh because we want to know what works, what doesn't. And if you can't have fun doing this, we know we don't want it in the movie. And it's so cool seeing them fucking laugh at all this shit. So you can tell this is intentional. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know for a fact if it's intentional, air quotes, to be like a Hallmark film. No, that's... I personally think it is. I mean, obviously, Hallmark movies aren't funny. Right. They're cheesy. I mean, just straight up dumpster fires, most of them. Like like Mm -hmm. anything else. Yeah. It's the, the this mass produced cookie cutter thing because Hallmark and Lifetime all these channels are they they ha- to make this many mm-hmm. that are coming out like a one every day during the Christmas season which starts in like July right um, they must have ten studios working I don't even can I'm not talking about that though I'm mm-hmm. talking about aesthetically and especially like the editing and things there are things about this that I can obviously just I just know from watching it that people mm-hmm. are gonna bitch about. But right. I think like the jokes on them. I think a lot yeah. of like this is made this way intentionally because I've seen a few of his other movies aside mm-hmm. from Jason Goes to Hell, right? And he's very competent filmmaker. Oh yeah, he's super super smart. Like you see, he went to NYU. He's very smart. He knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? And he's got a really long filmography. Like he's worked with you know Val Kilmer and other you know. Well, we won't get into the Val Kilmer story, but he's worked with Val Kilmer and other you know well-known i guess you would say actors so he he's got he's got the you know he's got the chops to do it it's just it just seems like you know he doesn't really always have the chance to get his product out and that's why i'm glad we're talking about tonight and he's got such a sense of humor and he's got such a good knowledge of the use of the camera mm-hmm. you know uh, the use of, of, of set design colors and stuff like that and now, um now wait wait before we get into the movie sure I wanted to ask you this opening question All right. without explaining the plot mm-hmm. or any of that bullshit. Why do you like this movie? Uh, why do I like <laughs> Okay. We've already said that it's perfect for this show because of the fun factor. Yes. I'm going to have to pull little examples. Why? Um, I really enjoy dysfunctional family holiday mm-hmm. movies. And I'm not talking about like the ref. You know what I mean? That movie is awful. I hate that movie. But I like that. Maybe it's because I, I kind of associate with it. You know what I mean? Because, you know, on my side of the family, we would show up, we would argue, eat the turkey, then leave type of thing. You know, kids get sent down the basement, the, the adults are upstairs getting drunk. But I kind of associated with that. Um, I really like the performances. You know what I mean? Every performance is different. You know, you have so many different characters. You have asshole father bitchy mom you have the the overweight daughter who's like the forgotten one but then you have so much random stuff like the the sex fiend brother you know what i mean and stuff like that who who of course he's banging her upstairs while everyone's getting ready for dinner but he brings a stripper you know to to his family dinner and stuff like that there's just so many things that you you can't take your eyes away from away from it and you're enjoying it and then as the movie goes on without like I said, explaining the plot, the stuff that causes the chaos to happen takes a turn 
and it's an unexpected turn and then it that turn helps it dive even more into the horror genre and i love it especially because this is the second time i've seen it especially when we get the uh the sequence during the credits you know what i mean yeah that that's one of my favorite parts uh shout out to bronco and knight thanks for showing up but that is why i love this movie or have a lot of fun with it without talking about the plot yet okay i was just interested to know why you uh, why you uh you liked it so much or mm-hmm. w- what the appeal was i mean it's kind of obvious and then and then like you already mentioned like the kind of poke at hallmark movies you know everyone's wearing everyone's dressed nice and neat you know grumpy ass dad got this awful looking sweater on and then it's funny seeing everyone nice and neat while this stuff is happening you know what i mean yeah i think the limitations the budgetary limitations of the movie itself it's like Mm -hmm. you could take this i i've got so much to say i i think it's Mm -hmm. i'm kind of surprised this hasn't been remade yet or bought the script Mm because you could so easily take this script and put a-listers in it Mm-hmm. up the production value and all that sort of thing but it just wouldn't to me it wouldn't be as charming exactly but no one gives a fuck about charm they care about money and i'm surprised it hasn't been done yet you get john Leguizamo in there you get fucking uh <laughs> what's the guy who played coach as the dad craig, like, craig t nelson will be craig, the grumpy dad yeah you get all these people you throw them in there mm-hmm. it, i i think it would be huge because let me tell you why i like this movie so much okay. before we get into the the nitty-gritty details like all Christmas movies basically there's like three different kinds right you got Jesus mm-hmm. you got Santa Claus and you got families Dysfun- and they're always dysfunctional because right. families are dysfunctional right yeah but what I mean by dysfunctional like this is big time dysfunctional like oh. even before yeah this no, stuff no. happens this is this is why I think this one is so special like mm-hmm. regardless of what was intentionally bad or the way that it's made and things like that mm-hmm. it's like really honest he taps into a, a type of honesty with this family that's I haven't. I don't think I've ever seen a movie like this before, and I've seen every Christmas movie ever made. Right? right. Like they're they're always, um, you know, there's this moral that you're trying to overcome adversity and differences in families. Mm-hmm. The Christmas movie has a happy ending. It's like we all kind of are annoyed by get-togethers and things like that. Right. And this is what I've seen a thousand times before. Right. Mm-hmm. Betrayals, uh, love triangles, that sort of thing. It's always the same shit, but. And I'm not saying in in him, Adam Marcus, being super honest in this movie that mm-hmm. this is like realistic. It's right. absolutely ridiculous. That's what, mm-hmm. that's another thing about this. It's it's Looney Tunes. It it, mm-hmm. it builds to insanity. Right. But the honesty thing for real, because I just watched this again, mm-hmm. is that some this is just reality. Okay, people might be offended by this. Mm-hmm. Some people, especially I'm talking about families, families mm-hmm. and friends, just fucking hate each other. That's mm-hmm. there is no and in the real world, not everyone reconciles. Not right. everyone has a happy ending or comes to grips with why they hate these people. A lot of people just ghost their relatives for real. Yep. You cut them out of your life because for whatever reason. And in this in this story, it doesn't matter whose whose fault it is. Because right. it's like everyone's fault, right? Yeah, everyone's everyone is awful. Everyone's all to a certain degree. Well, okay, yeah, to a certain degree. There's a couple but characters that are everyone's good, but... guilty, and th- that doesn't even matter yes. because sometimes people just have to die. Like mm-hmm. they all have to die. <laughs> like, and my point is on a mm-hmm. 
like it parallels reality. Like people aren't literally dead. Like you have relatives you don't talk to, but they right. might as well be dead. So right. when he puts that, he instills that into this horror movie. I think it's kind of genius. Mm -hmm. Like for real. Like this movie's really smart. And he froze and up. I froze up. But no, he was no. me. There you go. Yeah, yeah. If it freezes, don't worry. It's gonna come back. But that that's you got it. That's the big appeal for me mm -hmm. with this movie is it's honest in that everyone can't be saved. Everyone's mm -hmm. family, like everyone has a dysfunctional family, but sometimes people just got to die. <laughs> like, right. and then that, that's, what's so great about this one. Everyone dies. Spoiler alert people. Yeah. yeah. And, um, like I said, when I, when I, let's just get to the characters, you know, favorite characters, at least I'll, I'll talk about my favorite characters and you can maybe feed off of me or however you want to do that. Um, I, my favorite character in this whole movie, mm. I, there's, there's a handful. I, I love the mom played by Deborah Sullivan. I love Penny. She's the, the, I guess you would say uh, the, the bigger, younger sister, you know what I mean? The easy way to say it. And then there's uh there's the dad, Leonard, you know, grumpy. I love that motherfucker. You know what I mean? Cause he's just so mean and cranky and stuff like that. But my favorite character is Jacqueline, who is the stripper. Who was brought as a guest? I love I love her because uh, give, I'm going to give a shout out to Michelle Renee Allaire. If I butchered your name, sorry. You know, <laughs> Adam, you can correct me if you ever see this. I love her character because she she's she's you know a stripper, so she's already dealing with you know guys you know you know drooling over her that type of seedy environment, and she seems more uncomfortable in this household than like if she was on stage. So I love that. So it's kind of, to a lesser extent, you know, fish out of water. Mm -hmm. And I love how she tries to be, you know, she tries to be part of the family, like the, the scene where she gets that really shitty necklace. You know what I mean? And they're trying to put it on and she just, she doesn't want to say how trashy it looks. And remember, you know, she's a stripper and she thinks it, it looks awful. Yeah. And then she ends up being one of the people that, you know, takes charge, starts saving some of the survivors. She becomes really badass. And what I like about uh, Adam and his humor, he's very uh, inclusive. And that's one of his big things. You know, he says, you know, we need to have, you know, more male nudity in Jason Goes to Hell. We need to have gay characters, black characters, this and that. And I love how just for no reason you find out that she used to be a man. You know what I mean? Because there, one guy's wondering, how are you so strong? You know, you fight like a man. She says something like, I used to be, you know, before I got, you know, the Yule Log and the chestnuts removed. You know, she says something like that. And then, of course, you know, I think she's fighting the the, the, the sex fiend boyfriend. And, of course, he's just like, oh, that just turns me on more. You know what I mean? Yes. And her fight scenes are good. She's such a cool character. And I love her performance. Yeah, she's great. I, yeah. Jack, Jackson's the bald, crazy okay brother he's he's the most over the top character uh -huh. i remember when i first saw it i kind of hated him i did too. but he's so funny that i don't care i hated him the first time i watched this because it, you don't expect it you think he's just a sex fiend and then he's also really vulgar because there's a scene where he he kills somebody and he decapitates him and he's walking down with <laughs> he's walking towards the house to kill other people with the decapitated head on his crotch well and he stuff promised like him he, he yeah. promised him through the door he's gonna skull fuck him yeah. No, like yeah. it's not the character, it's the actor. Mm -hmm. Like I, I hated him at first because it's mm -hmm. so over the top. Mm -hmm. But then just thinking about it before I watched it again, I was like, no, I love this. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> it's 
completely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And that him and his stripper girlfriend, they their characters feed into each other. So it's mm-hmm. like you think he's this you know hardcore alpha masculine dude but he's actually gay because she's a man and you know mm-hmm. it just gets him harder that's what he's screaming yeah. at the end i know <laughs> that's, that's what i love and um the, like I see, I, the, the the dad leonard i love because like i said he's just this grumpy curmudgeon you know what i mean he was an asshole before everything like we'll we'll reveal what happens a little bit you know what causes everybody to do this but he was an asshole before that yeah but he still loved what was her name april the older sister, you know what I mean? He still loved her and respected her. So I like that little bit of sweetness mixed in with the sour, you know what I mean? And just his performance, it's just, he's this raspy voice, you know, and he looks like a man you wouldn't want to fuck with, you know, that generation, you know, yeah. like, like our father's generation, you know, they look old, but they can fucking, they'll, they'll knock you out with one punch type of thing. And I love how just out of the blue, when the, when the, the, the stuff starts kicking in, He's just so vulgar and so violent. And then he's the one <laughs> that gets everything going. Like he's the one we've already talked. We, we explained the plot pretty much, but he's the one that makes the initial first kill. Yeah. You know what I mean? With the fork, you know, he stabs that one. Uh, I guess the, it's like their stepsons and, ste- and super fucking annoying guy. Yeah. That's the only and, one I still hate. Cause I watched it again. And I'm like, I hate that guy. I don't know if it's the character. I mean, it's on purpose. Yeah, that's the per- that's the point, and I think that's I hate, one I hate of the, the actor too. No offense, I just don't like his delivery. Mm-hmm. But I think that's kind of like the the point, and I wonder if that's like a fist pump moment. Like, okay, kind of like you know, Joy B, she's the the big girl in the diner. You know, she's always sh- talking a mile a minute. She dies by getting her face caved. Yes, in. exactly. That, so he is the first person killed. Well, so you can be happy that he shuts up. Usually you have to wait a long time too, but this this happens kind of fast. It's like thank yeah. God. Yeah, and that's what I love about this. the pace of this movie is really really good. It's like under ninety minutes. I don't see it on the back here. Eighty nine minutes. So it, it, it's it's a smooth pace from beginning to end. We meet the characters, and then they have their dinner right away, and then shit hits the fan. I think within the maybe first fifteen minutes, give or take. Yeah. This is one that you should, obviously, it goes without saying, we should go into this cold. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know about you, but I did. I had no idea what this was about. I knew they placed it. It's a family that's dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. It is. It, it was so awesome how it escalated into absolute uh, insanity. Yeah. Um, I'd seen the trailer because, you know, obviously my love with Jason goes to hell. You know, Facebook friends with Adam and stuff like that. He's very interactive with people. And he is always promoting Secret Santa. Like, he's he's proud, super proud of Jason Goes to Hell. You know, he's proud of all of his other films. But, like, Secret Santa's his baby. You know what I mean? Secret Santa's the one he's always promoting. And he's always promoting on Facebook. And uh, Patrick is in the chat. We interviewed Adam. You know what I mean? For one time, you saw the interview. Yeah. And uh, he sent me a copy just, you know, for an honest review. And he knew I would be completely honest. And uh, it's just... I, I love this film so much because it's just so fun. No, and, um, I wanted to say about uh, <clears throat> something about the limitations of this. I was saying earlier, mm-hmm. but it tied into like the actual plot, which I don't even remember if you already read it, but it's right. kind of, it's kind of vague, but basically the dad runs a pharmaceutical company. 
Correct. Right? And they, I mean, that me- that implies they're super fucking loaded because he's mm-hmm. working on experimental military grade drugs. Yeah. Which we get to that later, whatever. So mm-hmm. what doesn't make sense is how they're they're not they act at the right part, but mm-hmm. physically the house and stuff is this is not super rich people's house, which is right. a limitation of the budget of the film. I mean, who do you know whose house whose house is it in real life? I did they I rent see, it? I I just assumed it was Adam's house. I don't remember, but I know I think they said they filmed this in maybe ten days. Yeah, I think. And uh, again, that's that's why it's called Skeleton Crew. It's DIY. But I honestly, off the top of my head, I don't remember from the documentary if they rented the house or not. No, that's just I was just saying that's part of the charm of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like the whole time you not it, it's not all perfect. It doesn't all line up perfectly, but it doesn't matter because the writing is so over the top crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like hilarious. You know what? Really, how I knew I was going to enjoy this film. You know all. You know, honesty, you know, you know, uh, love of Adam's other work aside is when is the opening credits. The opening credits are so much fun. It says like a film by Adam Marcus and then his name disappears and it shows like, you know, murder or something like that. And everyone's name in the credits disappears. And there's something like the word kill. Yeah. Letters letters pop out to, to make like, you know, words. Yeah. And I knew that that's definitely setting up. The tone Anger, of this film, hate. yeah, death, you know, and that's setting up. Excuse me, the tone of this film. So that's already, and then we were, like I said, we're meeting all the characters. You know, uh, April doesn't want to go to her family. You know, she's a recovering alcoholic. You know, this and that, which doesn't really have a lot to do with the film, but it shows how you know she might be considered, you know, the favorite because you know she beat an addiction or something like that. Um, Another character I really liked was, uh, even though you're not supposed to, I, I supposed to was Penny, the younger sister. That's my the favorite. Re- the reason this all happened because uh, she has been the forgotten child for God knows how many years. You know what I mean? Because she, God, when uh, I think it's stepmom. Deborah Sullivan, she's like her stepmom, I think. It, it's that's the one thing it was kind of confusing. Like, who's like a birth mom? Who's a stepmom? Who's a step? I thought it was just a regular mom. You see, I wasn't sure because you know a lot of people said stepfather, a lot of people said stepmom and stuff like that. I wasn't sure. Oh, I, I don't remember that in the movie mm. when they said that. But I remember she she was like chastising Penny. Why can't why can't you look normal? You know what I mean? Stuff like that. So there's no reason why Penny hates her fucking family. You find out the reason why she couldn't go to like a, a trip on Europe was because she was she was fed turkey, you know, because she's allergic to turkey by uh, by April and stuff like that. And Mom's giving her shit and stuff like that. So you kind of side with her a little bit, or at least you understand why she hates her fucking family. Oh, I side with her. I don't understand this little bit part. What do you mean? She's well, I mean, well, fucked over her whole life. Well, you know what? I, I will say you do you do side with her because she didn't know the the after effects of of the drug. I'll I'll, I'll rephrase that. Oh, because, you mean because of? You, you can just say it. Okay, we'll, we'll just say it. the drug that Dad was making was basically a new form of truth serum. Mm-hmm. Was it sodium pentothal? And what Penny wanted, she 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 took a she took some stuff from her dad and she she poured it in the in the punch bowl. And she just wanted everyone to finally be truthful with each other. 
She didn't know the murderous side effects, what happens later when they start boiling from the inside out and stuff like that. So I get her reason because, you know, she's the only one that really tells it like it is. You know what I mean? And she wanted everyone to be as truthful as her. And now that you've, re, you know, I've reworded it, like I sympathize with her more because she, she had all this. I love the little bits. Like when everyone's going crazy, everyone's cell phone was taken away and put in a punch bowl, you know, so we can have family time. So of course, what does Penny do when all the chaos is happening? She's holding the punch bowl and she literally on purpose dumps the punch into the cell phones to keep this going. She's the one that hides the keys in the Care Bear cookie jar and stuff like that. So she's a very smart, manipulative character. And like, you do find out like even, I don't know if it was true or not, but one of the characters says to her, like, that's why you're named Penny, because you mean so little to dad, you know, stuff like that. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. No, and that's, this, just, that's just a, a jab at her. That's not you think true. So? Yeah, no, that's a very common name. Okay. But then this, this actress, like Ryan Lee Seaton, her performance, like, of anger, of pain, because you can see the pain in her face a lot of times. She's really good going back and forth with her emotions. And then just, you know, the frustration when he, she's stabbing people and this and that. And then, like, the end fight, I'll just say, was, was, was really fucking good. That's what this movie is based on. You know, that's what brings this movie into the fun factor for me are the performances, especially the over-the-top stuff yeah, from her. She's my favorite character. I love I love almost all of them. Um but she's my favorite because this is you've seen this a thousand times in movies, the ugly duckling, the overlooked daughter or son, the mm -hmm. neglected one, but it's never um never cuts as deep, I guess for me as this one did, because mm -hmm. yes, yeah, she's in pain because she's fat. Right. Okay. It's not like obviously on just the surface. Mm-hmm she's overweight oh she's obese right and she has a lot of issues and they're all stem from this fucked up family and mm -hmm. it you know again there, there's little moments of realism that mm -hmm. he injects into this looney tunes type movie and everyone has one for the most part like the top three people but my favorite one is hers because she hides all the keys in the care bear thing mm -hmm. and then it's the one time where she's being like completely sincere she's like her, she loved her grandpa. She, he yes. was the only one that liked her. Right. And they had her connection to Christmas is not, it's not fucking any of these horrible people. It's because mm -hmm. she loved her grandfather. He's the only one that liked her. And the one time they had Christmas together before he died, she didn't want it to end. So she stole mm -hmm. everyone's keys to keep the night going and stuff like that. And to see, mm -hmm. the thing is, she's not trying to get them to tell the truth so that they can reconcile. Right. She's trying to burn it down. They're all mm -hmm. fucked anyway. It does, right. like, if you put the blame on her, you're just wrong. Like she didn't, she's not like, it's not her fault. Like this was going to happen anyway, like eventually, but it, it, it happened. It's perfect for a movie and it's spectacular how mm -hmm. everything, I wouldn't say it backfires. This is pretty much exactly what she wanted. They mm -hmm. all fucking start killing themselves, killing each other, how, which they've already been doing, mm -hmm. you know, like mentally. And yeah, now they're finally physically doing it. Yeah. 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 So I see her. She's kind of like the Joker basically. I mean, well, Whichever interpretation of that, I'm just talking about the the you know this guy this person who just wants to fucking want watch it burn down. Right. Just done with this shit. Not mm -hmm. that she's an anarchist or anything. Right. She, she's definitely a victim, and I love her in this, especially mm -hmm. 
like I was getting to her being fat or overweight. Mm-hmm. And that's just what she is. I am too. Mm-hmm. And you never see it represented this well in a movie, which is weird because you were talking about how he's trying to be representative, right? Because mm-hmm. you got the gay brother who's basically Elijah Wood with the the gay stuttering brother, the gay stuttering brother. Yes, who's um, they're all in here, right? Mm-hmm. He, he checks off all the boxes, but yeah, he he does. You know, you got an over, you got the pretty girl, you got you know, you got a a transsexual stripper, you got this sex fiend, you have a gay younger brother who hasn't come out of the closet yet and he's already being shit on because he's a stutterer so he doesn't want to you also have the help his boyfriend is a black man so he's so this is definitely the family that doesn't want a gay son and they're definitely going to be upset that his boyfriend is black and he's the help you know what i mean so yeah so yeah he includes everyone so yeah you're right and i love the 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 best part about this about adam marcus being super inclusive Uh is the people it pisses off that's the thing that just makes me, it just makes my Christmas heart <laughs> glow. Grow, grow three times that go, day? Go, yeah, it goes three times that day because all of the fucking loser people that complain about snowflakes are the biggest snowflakes. Mm-hmm. For real. In mm-hmm. this world. They, they don't realize, like, he's not trying to be woke. Families are just fucked like crazy I mean, the one, the people I know, there's mm-hmm. a gay, there's a black, there's a Jew. Like, that's just the, that's America. It's a melting that's, that's pot. That's how it is, yeah. And if it's not all just fucking white people, they get triggered by that because he's trying to be woke. No, he is being woke and it's hilarious because mm-hmm. you're pissed and not mm-hmm. having a good time. That makes me happy. Yeah. Like, for real. So, yeah. I, I really do appreciate that. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we'll talk about, because we're, you know, we're praising the characters. A couple, I want to talk about the people that he hired to be the help. Because they're all fun too. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. Us. I love. I, I I'm bad with names, but uh, we've already said the the boyfriend of the stuttering young son. He's fun mm-hmm. because he's he is. Um, he wants he's to be not, a, a rapper. He of course he wants to be a rapper. He said he was from Detroit just because he doesn't want to ruin his street cred. You know what I mean? That shit's funny, and I like how he's not stereotypically gay. You know what I mean? Like as like you know, movies go. He's not limp wristed. He doesn't has a lisp. But I love is when he does freak out. He has that high pitched squeal scream. That's fun. I love the other guy because there's 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 two black guys. Wait, I like I like when they're looking at him for for help. Remember, there's something where he they want him to step up and be a tough yeah. guy. Yeah. And he's just like, what the fuck are you looking at me for? Because he's yeah. from Detroit and all that. Yeah. That, that's there, there's um there's him. There's two black guys and then there's a blonde girl. I like the other guy too because he he's smart. He's, he's just like chef. fuck. He's the chef. He's like, yeah, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Fuck this shit, and he leaves. I love how he he already hates the mom, you know, Deborah Sullivan, because he made like he made like a, a decision with like the the appetizers or something like that that made them better, and she took full credit, and he found out later about it, and so he comes out and he announces dinner. Instead of like the host doing it, so that's like this ongoing thing between them. I love that, and he just has this "don't give a fuck" attitude. He's like, yeah. "Bitch, you've already fucked me once. He's I don't like, care." He's like, "Yes, Massa." <laughs> exactly. He starts so acting he's, like a slave. Yeah, he's so much fun. And then I love the girl who's working with with them. Um, she's Swedish, just because you know what I mean. I love how she gets involved in the fight. You know what I mean? And she, that poor girl, she gets um, she tries to break up a fight. I don't know which fight it is, but someone does like a reverse headbutt into her face mm-hmm. and her nose 
literally explodes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so the rest of the movie, she's walking around. Her nose is purple and red. And she's got an over-exuberant amount of, like, fucking, like, toilet paper shoved up her nostrils. And, and it works as a visual. And what I love is also there are times when she laughs and she snorts and then she just goes, ow. And stuff like that. And it's just so random. Like, eventually she gets out into her car. And she does end up having to kill somebody because she took a sip of the punch. You, you, you blink and you miss it. She took a sip of the punch when she when someone she takes the cup away. She starts drinking as she walks away. Yeah. So after she kills somebody, just for you know shits and giggles, she turns on the radio and she's listening to rap music and she's throwing like the hand gestures and stuff like that, just because. I think she's listening to his. Isn't she listening to his rap music? The she could be because she says yeah, you killed my friend. She's talking about the um, the waiter boyfriend. Mm-hmm. It could be, but it was just it's just so fun because it's it's just the it's just a fun like breath of like you, after all, all these people kill each other, you have that laugh. And what's great about this is it's a laugh that works. You know what I mean? It's a joke that works because um, everyone said who's a screenwriter. They said anyone can write a fucking horror movie. Anyone can write an action movie. They say comedy is the hardest because comedy is so subjective. What they think is funny, you know, you know, look at fart jokes. Like I've always said, a lot of people love them. I fucking hate them. So it's so subjective. And in my opinion, this joke with her listening to the rap music and doing the hand gestures and just getting into it after literally just stabbing someone to death in the neck with some car keys is a lot of fun. In it. And I laughed both times I watched this film. I love when the, the gay uh, son reveals that he's gay. Uh-huh. And uh, she's she's acting like she's drunk in the background to the mom. She's like, a growing boy needs a big black cock. Mm-hmm. And then the mom just doesn't even look at her. She's like, is what this disgusting human being just said true? Yeah. <laughs> like, probably, aside from um, Penny, mm-hmm. I didn't know that his wife was the in, like writing partner, too. Yes. Deborah Sullivan. Yeah, she is amazing. In this. Yes, and I was thinking the whole time, and I love her friend too. Um, I think that's her sister, the blonde. I think I it's supposed to be her sister. Yeah, I don't, I'm saying in real life, I don't know who that is. Oh, okay. Um, Carol. Okay. Uh, I thought their whole dynamic. I love them and the fight and all of that, but um, yeah, what's her name? Uh, Jesus, what's, what's Deborah this? Sullivan? Deborah Sullivan. Um, she's fantastic in this, and again, mm-hmm. this is one of the characters where you got fatty. Mm-hmm. They kind of they kind of push the envelope a little bit with that. I've never quite seen a fat uh, sibling like this in a movie. And that's mm-hmm. why she's my favorite. And this bitch mom, seen bitch moms a million times. <laughs> this one's just he ups the ante mm-hmm. just enough, and especially her performance. She's such a bitch in such a specific kind of way. Yes, right? this you know privileged fucking elitist cocksucker. Yep. Um, it's infuriating, but at the same time, I can't stop. I can't take my eyes off of her. Uh huh. So I don't. What we what was that related to? What we're talking about? I don't remember. I just wanted but, to throw uh, that out there because she's. We haven't talked about her enough. Yeah, she well, should be in more movies. Um, she she I think she does have a career. You know, and she she is she is a working actress. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, she should be an A lister because she's fantastic. Yeah, she, <laughs> she is so good at being the character you love to hate and what i love about deborah is she's not you know i'll bring this up because uh brad bronco juggle is in the chat because of like friday the 13th the remake how 
it's just a poke at him because he loves that one. Yep. It is what it is. I dislike the characters in that film, not because they're assholes, but in my opinion, because they're like over the top and obscenely annoying and obnoxious assholes. And I want them dead right away, especially, well, mainly Trent, the blonde guy. And by the time he dies at the end of the film, I'm just like, I don't fucking care because my brain's fried. What I love about Deborah Sullivan's performance as the mom in this, she's such a bitch. She's so awful. She's so evil. She's so wicked. But she's not obnoxious. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't want to turn off the movie. And when she finally gets it, you, I'm kind of torn because I'm glad that she's dead. Awful person. But I'm like, I wish I had a little bit more of her. You know what I mean? Because yeah, she she was a, uh, a scene stealer for me. And in my, this is, you know, credit to, to Deborah of how good she is in this movie. To steal the scene from all of these characters, you know what I mean? That she's with. takes Like, Jesus Christ. Um, I just thought of the scene where, you know, they're already, they hid the bodies upstairs in the room. And I love how you don't realize it. They hid the bodies in the room with the keys and the cookie jar and stuff. Yeah. So there's a dead body and then there's two infected people. Um, I love how they're trying to figure out what's going to happen. Let's call the cops, this and that. And she's in the back cleaning because she's worried about appearances. Well, if the cops show up or the ambulance show up, we can't have it look like a hellhole or something like that, she says. And I just love that that adds to her snooty rich bitch type character yeah. and that's just little little things that you know is thrown in the script that just makes it better you know yeah, what that's i mean great that's a big um detail that we didn't talk about what well, was specifically with her mm -hmm. is that she doesn't want her neighbors to know her business mm -hmm. and all that all of these characters are great because this applies to i'll tell you about my favorite adam marcus movie Okay. Because uh, I just discovered recently, um, I had seen this movie a long time ago mm -hmm. because I thought it was a Christmas movie, right? It's called uh, Let It Snow. Okay. And I think I just, I think I put that on my, my queue in Tubi. Yeah. I saw it, okay, I, go ahead. I, I saw it years ago and mm -hmm. I actually liked it. It was one I thought it was going to be a Christmas movie and that it wasn't, but it was this really weird, like really well made rom-com that's kind of mm -hmm. like it's one foot woody allen one foot kevin smith oh okay right and it rides the line right down the middle and um mm -hmm. for this I, I was going back and i was like i was looking at his filmography and i was like let it snow this has been years mm -hmm. and, I, and i went to t tubby and i started it <laughs> and as soon as as soon as the movie came on uh -huh. i was like oh my god this is that he made this because when i saw that 10 years ago or whatever i didn't know mm -hmm. I, I didn't know his name right like i knew the guy that made um final jason, Friday, goes, to jason goes to hell yeah so just doing this i, I connect the dots because as soon as it comes on there it's this uh this this uh, guy goes to uh open mic therapy okay like instead of comedy everyone just goes there and does tells what's why they're fucked up mm -hmm. and as soon as he got on stage and started talking about his life i was like oh my god adam marcus directed this and it's literally out of all the movies that I've seen by him, that's my favorite one. Oh, and okay. It's, it's because again, he taps into a kind of honesty, mm -hmm. right, of being like a twenty-something. Mm -hmm. And that rom-com, unlike the ones that are just completely fucking ridiculous mm -hmm. or kind of snooty, like Woody Allen stuff, 
It's mm-hmm. right in the middle, and I think anyone normal people can identify with. And I, that's what I like about this movie. Mm-hmm. It's, again, 20 years after that one, he has 20 years of life experiences and knowing and seeing all of these people that he's mm-hmm. written into this. So it's kind of like a blessing. Long story short, sorry yeah. I'm rambling. No, but It's a blessing in disguise kind of that he hasn't made 100 movies. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, um, shout out to to Heli and Gorophobe. Uh, Mel's in the chat. What I love about this is it, it's hard to believe, you know, because love you, love Adam to death, you know, cool fucking dude. I mean, he's always going to be known as the guy that directed Jason Goes to Hell, you know, regardless. What I love is it's hard to believe that next year that movie's fucking 30 years old. You know what I mean? It really is. And that was his first film. And like you said, he's got all this life experience from first film i guess he went to nyu to to now and he's got all that stuff he can add into it you know it, it shows his his skill as a writer as a director and his wife and his and, and his wife deborah and what they do together to make these fun great films i'm gonna have to check out let it snow because i was interested because i knew he directed some um some action movies like i said he did that one with val kilmer um and uh don't recommend That's, that one. Yeah. I don't recommend that one. Okay, no. No, we're not going to get, like I said, uh, <laughs> in our in our episode with, with Patrick, uh, uh, he uh, he gave a good Val Kilmer story. And we're not going to, we're not going to recommend anything by Val Kilmer, at least tonight. Um, no, I saw the, I saw the interview. That's the reason I watched it. Yeah. It's, uh, but, um, don't, don't make any more movies like that, Adam. <laughs> okay. But um, I like how he can do action, he can do horror, and now he can do a horror comedy with this one. But also, like you said, he can do like a rom-com. And I'm interested in seeing... I'm interested in seeing an Adam Marcus rom-com. If you like rom-coms, though. I can stomach some. I got nothing on This one's really good. Yeah. Like, it's really good. So that kind of blows my mind. And that's why Mm -hmm. I know for a fact the way this movie's made is intentional. Mm-hmm. He's he's poking fun at Hallmark movies. I mean, like it's so obvious, but it has to be brought up. That's why I said. Yeah. It. One thing I want to I want to get into now, like we're, we've pretty much delved into spoiler territories, and like and like you've always said, if you're watching a, and we want to put a spotlight on this film, if you're gonna watch a review of something, you know, there's that chance that something's gonna get spoiled. What I really like is, like I said, this left turn that this movie takes when it concerns the drug. It's not just truth serum. Eventually, like I think I said it before, but someone uses the term like it, it cooks them from the inside out because a lot of the people are starting to get these yellow, nasty, disgusting looking boil. Yep. Thank you, producer Rachel. While she's she's messing with the microwave and making nachos, you know, well, wait, that's doing the, her, that's like her the producer third work. Step. Uh, you should go through the other steps too. But that one guy says he was getting, he kept complaining how hot it was. There you go. Okay, thank you, producer work. Finally, she's off the iPad and talking. Everybody is getting hot and heated. You know, they're starting to the body one. temperature is going up. Then two. What's number two? Second step. That's you the aggressiveness. Aggressiveness and saying and carrying out things without there's no filter right they just say what they think and they start doing what they want Mm -hmm. there's no control over it right so they they start the first step is like like we said they're they're overheated body temperature is going up because you got the the fiance character who when he's starting to get his turn you know what i mean 
he's complaining. He's out in the fuck. They're out in the fucking snow. They're going to the neighbors to try to call for help and stuff like that because mm-hmm. cell phones are all destroyed. And all he does is he's just complaining about how hot he is, and they're in the fucking you know winter wonderland. Well, they use the heat thing as a punchline, right? Anytime that's the whole. What you didn't pick up on that? Mm. That's part of the comedy. The whole fucking movie. Anytime. Someone says something fucked up, they immediately cut to complaining about how hot it is. And I didn't pick up on it the first time that it was because of the punch and the drug. Oh, okay. I just thought it was hot there. Like, that. that's very common. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Tensions start rising because the house is a little hot. Mm-hmm. Happens every day, especially when there's groups of people. But it's mm-hmm. literally the whole movie, as they start to uh, unravel mm-hmm. and just start saying fucked up things they're thinking. Especially, like, mm-hmm. her boyfriend, who's just like... I just want your dad's money. I don't really yeah. love you. Yeah. He's like, is but, it hot in here? Like that's mm-hmm. a, that's the punchline every time. Okay. And uh, I I think it's great that he subverted that a little bit because usually it is literally hot, but it's not. It's the drug, right? Mm-hmm. So that little reveal, like, oh, it's the drug, and they're and then the second part is they're like cooking from the inside out. Yeah, that's what that's that and that that's what I love because when you go back, that's why they're so hot because yeah. they're starting to boil. Then the aggressiveness comes out. Everybody kills everybody. And then step three is, like I said, they start getting these yellow, disgusting, pus-filled boils on their face. And this was, he went back to his, uh, Adam went back to his Jason Goes to Hell day, you know? And he got Robert Kurtzman from K&B. Yeah, he's one and, of the producers. Uh, yep, he's one of the producers. He's his he's, name he's, in the credits. Yep, and uh, so the the practical effect the boils look fucking gross and it's not just on the face we get some on the chest and stuff it's fucking nasty and then when you know you don't just get the boils then when we have like uh, the swedish girl you know what i mean she's you know one of the, the servers she starts literally vomiting out her guts and what i love about this is because she doesn't just puke them out they stay connected to her you know what i mean like she's down there, she's literally dying. She's she's barfing out all of her, you know, you know, her insides, and she doesn't get them all out of her mouth. There's still stuff lodged down her throat. So this poor actress, God bless her, she's hunched over with this large fucking practical effect of like just guts and goo, and it's still attached. I don't know how they did it because you don't really get a close up of her mouth. You know, it, it's smart. You know, small budget. They had like the the, the side shot. But this poor woman, she's got, I mean, who knows? I could say poor woman. It could just be something that's not painful. But they got all this gore on the ground. And you have this long line of, like, you know, muscle and sinew and stuff like that that's going down her throat. And that's the last we see of her. So we don't know. Does she get it all out? Does she die? <laughs> you know, connected to all this she's stuff. She's dead. Yeah, but you know what I mean. But does she get it all out? You know, or is she when she dies, like, no, all that shit. stuff. Shit, who, who got it the worst was Penny. That scene, she's they're holding her like I felt so bad for that actress. It's mm-hmm. it's anytime this happens though in a horror movie, I love it. It's it's very rare where they're holding someone down and the person on top of them is vomiting blood into her mouth. Yes. And it's for real. Like that, that was nasty. It's not real because, blood. Because um there's a fight. Ma- her throat is filling yeah, no. up with blood. Yeah, like, her mouth actress, is filling up with blood. Her, the actress is about to start choking on it. Yeah. They must have done that's so fucked up. I think that was a one well, it might have been one take. But um, what I love, I love is she's being held down. And I don't know which family member does it. Yeah, I forgot to. But literally, he's just barfing blood into her face. 
her mouth is open and you're right the actress is i feel sorry for for her because you see right at the end right when the blood is done she turns her head she spits it out you know what i mean because and you could tell that was done you know the actress just had to do that and if that's what it was if it wasn't planned and adam still kept it in that made it even more fun and realistic in this fucking over-the-top fucking movie no i totally agree sorry loved it checking Um, our checking our settings here we're looking good everything's good um what else can we talk oh you know what else i want to talk about the score i love how it's a perfect mix of christmas music mixed with like this synth metal Mm-hmm. And it works. It works with the chaos. It works with everything, every scene that it's put into. Ridiculous. It's so ridiculous, uh, it but it's work. so fucking fun. Yeah. And that's what I like. And now I see why. Well, that what's the main? They have one song too, the Christmas song that they keep singing and playing over and over. I don't remember off the top of my head. I'm sorry. But what I love is We Three Kings. Yeah. Okay. We Three Kings. But it, it's so good. And now because of this because of all the things that we mentioned, I can see why Adam's so fucking proud of this movie and how this is the one he's promoting, 18. So it's like roughly four years since it's been released. You know what I mean? And this is his baby. This is the one he wants people to talk about. Hey, go, he even said that in the in, in the interview, go see Secret Santa. You know what I mean? And, and stuff like that. And I can see why, because the DIY stuff he did, this is his new um, production company. His wife's involved. Um, the the uh, the girl that played Jacqueline, the the stripper, she's one of his students. You know what I mean? Acting students brought her in, so it's definitely this little family of people that helped get this fucking <laughs> over the top movie together and out. And and it's just fucking fun, and that's why we wanted to do tonight because we want to shine a little bit of a spotlight on, like you. It's hard to find, you know what I mean? You can't go, in my opinion, to, to my knowledge, you can't go to fucking Walmart and buy it. But you can go to his website, you know, Skeleton Crew. It's now officially on Blu-ray. You know, he sent me the, the, the DVD, but you can you can buy the DVD, you can buy the Blu-ray. I highly recommend this fucking film because it's just so fun. And again, you know, it, it breaks up the monotony of fucking Killer Santa movies. You know what I mean? Or if you don't want to watch fucking monster movies like Gremlins or fucking whatever, how many fucking Krampus movies they have on Tubi, you know what I mean? And stuff like that. It's just a lot of fun watching these asshole family members <laughs> take each other out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love it. And then one thing, like we, I won't spoil too much, but I love how during the ending credits, we get to see how the drug is made. The effects that had, and he does it great. He does. Adam filmed this in fucking black and white, like it's like it's like uh, I want to say news footage, but like it's te- it's government like test footage. Go- government Mil- test footage, mili- like you, old military test footage, like follow yeah, You get to see Leonard the dad in there, you know, in a suit and everything, and, and all these people being tested on. You get to see the after effects, you know, the people in the body bag zipped up, and then it just ends. Yeah. So unnecessary. But again, it adds to oh, I love the, the, the feel uh, of the movie. The curtain call at the end when they when they show all the actors. Yes. That's great, too. And the, and the best part is, you see, I'm a sucker for uh, movies that show, like the ending credits, that show the character and the actor and actress's name right next to them. So you can know who's who. 
you know, Predator, Scream, they've all done it. It's like this ongoing joke. It's called like 90s TV montage. You know what yeah, I mean? No, I love it. Well, again, what I love about this is movie ends. I love the ending. I love the ending with what happens with April. I don't want to spoil the, the actual ending ending. You know what I mean? That yeah, happens yeah. with April. But um, I love how then it's, you know, boom, Secret Santa. And then it says, cast an order of survival. In, it's in memoriam. Yeah, in memoriam of... It's of treating of, them like they're real people. And... Right. But then it's like I said, it's in order of like their survival yes. in the movie. And so that, the last person to die goes first. And I've never seen that before no, in a horror movie. It's fantastic. Well, you know, they've been doing the type of uh, casting, um, like curtain call at the end where they show the actual actors and stuff. The earliest one I've ever seen is from like the 30s, like Death, mm-hmm. Death Takes a Holiday. The only mm-hmm. thing I wish he would have done with this one is when it shows the scene it shows the actor and it says their name. It should mm-hmm. have the the character name too. Yeah, I would have I would have liked blah 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 as you know Sherry or whatever. Yeah, because it doesn't say the character names, and I mm-hmm. I think at the end you need to reinforce who these people are and stuff. Mm-hmm. But what's really great you for, you didn't mention this part before you sure. get to the in memoriam where it shows who the order that they died mm-hmm. last to first. It says you've been watching. Yeah, you've been watching Secret Santa like a TV. Uh-huh. It's like yeah. a, it's reminding you what you just watched. Yeah, like a lifetime movie. I don't even know if they do that. But... I've never seen it because I I totally forgot about that. Well, they used to do because that on it, TV. It, does, it does say boom Secret Santa. I totally forgot that above that it says you've been watching TV, Secret Santa. Old TV movies did that, and it's did so they? yeah yeah it's so charming. Yeah, you have to remind these people they're just stuffing popcorn. Yeah, you know, blowing their dogs and stuff. They're not actually watching the movie. <laughs> you gotta remind but, them. Uh huh. So it's it's literally charming from beginning to end, mm-hmm. and the, the it's very important to me is the bookends, the opening credits, and the closing credits, and they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the the first the opening credits is so cheesy. The B roll, it's mm-hmm. like drone footage and like horrible shots of uh, well, to me it's really tacky, horrible shots of like the city and mm-hmm. the, the hustle and bustle of Christmas, and then you have there. It's not subliminal because it's. It's not hidden, but the little things pop out and say death or whatever. It's yeah. like if your grandma was watching this, right? Like yeah. imagine people are just sitting around the holidays watching. They're like, put a Christmas movie on. They might not notice that. Right. Or they'll be like, old people are like, wait, did it just say fucking Holocaust or whatever popped out of that name? Right. And I love that. Yeah. And uh, it's stuff you've never seen before. I think, yeah, I think this would, yeah, on a different level. Mm-hmm. What's so interesting about this movie is you could, it's not a troll. But mm-hmm. you could make a more conservative, older person, like a grandma, sit them down, put this on, because I don't think they're going to pick up until it's too late. Right. Like when the shit hits the fan, they're like, "What is this?" Well, it, well, it starts off. You you know the tone because I don't know if it's a, if it's the sex fiend brother or not. It probably yeah, is. The, the but he's driving. He he's he's. Oh yeah. Well, it starts out. We have like the hustle and bustle, and then we have the snow globe, and it's a POV. See, face. I, I say skip that. Yeah. Uh, no, for real. Like, if you're gonna play this for someone, mm-hmm. no offense, Adam. Skip that part. Just start mm-hmm. on the credits. Yeah. Because it's kind of a kind of spoils it. You know what I mean? Well, it, I like the idea of just being super straightforward at the beginning. Yeah, I, I like that because it draws you in. You want to know what oh, the fuck's going on. Yeah, I'm talking about for show, like tricking someone into watching. Oh, this. okay. Well, they would they would know pretty quick. 
you know, if you took this, if the snow globe scene wasn't in, yeah. they would still know pretty quick that the tone of this movie, because I think the sex fiend dr- brother, he's driving too, and he's getting, he's getting blown while driving yeah, by the stripper. True. I forget her ass. Out of the gate. And, and what I love about that scene, it's not just her, you know, blowing, you know, blowing him while he's driving. Her ass is like so up in the air. And as he's driving, he's like, oh, yeah, baby, that's good. This is, and he's having a regular conversation while she's doing it. And then he just full-on slaps her on the ass when, as they're driving, like, you know, and stuff like that. Like, hoping, like, the teeth will, like, clench on him type of thing. Cause, and you, you you don't realize that then, but then when you see how much of a fucking sex freak he is, yeah, that's probably why he did it. Uh, he's great. I love yeah. I, I especially love the big, the, the finale. We skipped over it, but there's a huge fight scene at the end. Just mm-hmm. everyone's getting fucking destroyed. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's so much going on in these fight scenes that, you know, we would be literally here all fucking night saying what happened. But, you know, there's stabbings, there's bludgeonings, you know, the blood vomit, all that stuff. The the final fight, because, you know, obviously, since Penny's the one that caused this, you know, the final fight's going to be between her and April. I cringed. I'll just say this with, with the finger shot. You know what I mean? The, the close up on the finger. I won't spoil it. People can put two and two together if they want. But yeah. that made me cringe. I'm like, God damn, you know what I mean? And uh, again, it was just such, just such a fucking fun movie. And then, like I said, the very, very end with with uh, with April, I fucking loved it. You know what I mean? Yeah, run into the family. Yeah, from the street. So that, that's a lot of fun. Um, anything else you want to say? Well, before we wrap this up, Frenzy. No, I think we did a good job. Mm-hmm. not spoiling it too much but like i don't give right. a fuck it's your problem if you haven't seen this right but uh yeah uh, the one negative thing mm-hmm. which i know we're supposed to avoid but just if anyone's listening to this or re-watching it you should have already seen the movie shame on you right right <laughs> well, you're chris... listening to us first well christopher gupton he said he's drinking so he'll forget all the spoilers anyway so oh good that's a good strategy <laughs> but The CGI, the, C- the yeah. CGI blood. It's like it took me. It took me a little bit to get over that because it's it's so I think, unforgivable. I think. Well, I think honestly, it wasn't needed so much. I mean, you. I mean, Dad stabs a guy with a fork. You got to have something. But I think with the you know the limited time, the limited budget, you get what you get. Yeah. But oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't this take. Is, I'm just nitpicking at the end here. I I could talk for another hour about all the stuff I like. I just give, yeah. there's a trigger warning. Yeah. For any of you snowflakes, if you're triggered by CGI blood splatters, which I am to a certain degree, uh-huh. there's a few unnecessary ones in here. But yeah. the whole thing's kind of a fucking Looney Tune nightmare anyway. Yeah, so it is. It, it's fine. So I I like I said, you can tell we absolutely really enjoy this film. I'm glad Frenzy decided to do this for our official christmas episode you know we did eyes wide shut for for christmas time uh this is our official christmas episode um it's just i'm happy to praise this film while being honest you know what i mean that's that's what adam asked me when i when you know he initially gave it to me and i haven't done a youtube video on it so we saved it for the show but he he's like okay be be honest what I love about this is now people can realize there's more than just fucking Jason goes to hell from Adam Marcus. You know what I mean? And uh, even if you hate, like, you know, Brad, if Brad is still, if you're still in the chat, you know, Brad doesn't like Jason goes to hell. I love it. Even if you don't like Jason goes to hell, give this movie a fucking chance because I will be very surprised if someone who loves horror movies 
or Christmas movies, you know, unless they're like, wouldn't enjoy this film to some extent. Yeah, I think the only way you can't enjoy this movie is you have a huge stick up your ass. Yeah. <laughs> that, it's not my problem. That's that's your problem. Uh-huh. I don't give yeah. a fuck if you watch this or not. For real. Like right. I love it. I think it's great. It's not I'm not gonna watch it every year. Right. But I'll pull this one. I gotta get the DVD because I wanna see all that behind the scenes shit. That 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 documentary is fucking awesome. And one thing about the uh the documentary is every fucking person involved like the actors they seem so cool like they have them in like doing their interviews in christmas settings except for one guy the the annoying guy i think it was that, that was killed right away yeah he's sitting in like a chair in front of his fucking pool everyone else is like in this fancy setting they're there everyone has a drink in hand you know martini stuff like that um the um the blonde aunt you know in the movie she gets smashed in the face with a christmas ornament She's giving the interview with the gore and everything in her face. And it's just, the, all these people seem just like fucking cool people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the, the document, like I said, if you see, a, I didn't get to finish it before tonight. It sucks. But you see what went into it, this gr- close group of people working, you will appreciate this movie more. Very excited. That's very all right. Excellent. I highly recommend this mm-hmm. movie. I think it's fucking fantastic especially this might be the best like dysfunctional family christmas movie like horror one Mm -hmm. Uh, i know people are immediately gonna say krampus but to me this one blows krampus out of the water this i I liked krampus but this i I like this a lot more but this is like hardcore shit like what i liked about this one is um sure you got the the government drug and all this but it was more based in reality than some giant fucking horned monster coming after people i think the reason people are, you know, attracted to Krampus and that family, that dysfunctional family dynamic, mm-hmm. it's very obvious and it's well done. Krampus is well mm-hmm. done, but I've seen that a thousand fucking times. This right. one's a little hard, more hardcore, a little more real and honest mm-hmm. about, it's not like I got a redneck uncle who shows up in a fucking RV or whatever. It's not National mm-hmm. Lampoon. It's not Krampus. These people fucking hate each other. Yes. And it's you can you believe it with the acting. You believe it and that's just reality. Sometimes mm-hmm. families hate each other and everyone's mm-hmm. got to die. I've already said that. That's what's special about this. But I still think technically technically I like his other movie more. Um let, let us know. know. I think it's fantastic. Okay. Very underrated uh non-Christmas rom-com. Fun for the whole family. Well, there we go. Well, we'll, we'll this, say that, you know. Go watch Let It Snow as well. Yeah. It's on Tubi. Check it out. Okay. One thing I just realized, Frenzy, hmm. we don't have our final score for our fun factor. I sent you mine. I got it. You got it? All right. Yeah. Then I'm going to have you review it or reveal it since I don't know what our official oh, fun I didn't factor text score you. is. No. Shit, sorry. Okay. Official score, fun factor score out of possible 100. Mm-hmm. Still pretty good. Okay. Is a 74. 74 i'm trying to think 74 okay 74 that is just like riding space mountain Woo! no no yeah 74 is beer and pizza okay beer and pizza i'm drunk so (laughs) (laughs) i got the graphic up you see it uh i was we're on a delay with the youtube sorry about that but you know what we're as professional as it comes for 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 us 
it is a perfect beer and pizza movie. Lots of fun. Sit down, just have a blast. Like I said, I fucked that up, but you know what? We'll do it live. You know. No, you did um, fine. You did fine. Yeah. I, yeah. I just love this graphic. Yeah, I do too. But with that, I want to say thank you to everybody in the chat that showed up. I'm not going to name everybody because we actually had a really good chat tonight. Um, I want to say thank you to Adam for sending this to me because I honestly never would have thought of a, a way to get a copy off the top of my head. I'm glad you watched it, Frenzy. I hope uh, whether you're listening to this, watching this, it has inspired you or given you the idea to go watch this film because it is so much fun. And uh, like I said, there's more to Adam than just get Jason Goes to Hell. Even if you don't like Jason Goes to Hell, yeah, give this one a shot. Because Don't watch it with the kids, but... Oh, definitely not. Watch it with the grandparents. <laughs> make so make some people really uncomfortable. So uh, yeah, do that. Do that. Show it at like a church gathering or something like that for oh, for, for Christmas. <laughs> oh, it's gonna get turned off so fast. Hey, that's okay. Um, with that, I am I am Eric from Hey Internet. Eric here. You can find me on YouTube and all social media platforms. I'm still going through the kickboxer shit. Um, eventually, I'll be, next I'll be talking the Underworld series. Um, on my channel with another couple things sprinkled in there. Um, Two Bearded Losers, we're on all social media platforms. Um, give us a rating, all that shit. He said, I'm drunk and I'm tired. Uh, Frenzy, when you're not, you know, putting random drugs in punch bowls, is there anything you want to promote or anything like that yet? No, just tell them what the next uh, episode is we're doing for New Year's. Okay, okay. We are taking next week off for Christmas. So we do hope everyone has a good Christmas know holiday all that stuff be safe new year's eve we haven't planned on when we're actually going to stream it or anything yet because you know we got two weeks in advance but our official new year's episode it's a killer (laughs) no pun intended or very much intended we are talking the twilight zone the movie and i think this is our first anthology to my knowledge it's going to be a lot of fun we're definitely, we definitely have a lot of to talk about John Landis. We're looking at you specifically, fucker. But um, and then after that, it's Friday the Thirteenth time. We're gonna do a Friday the Thirteenth movie, and then after that, we're bringing back the brackets. But it's nothing but trash fire for frenzy. So with that, thank you everybody for watching, listening. I'm Eric. That's frenzy. Have a safe fucking holiday. Put this in. Scare the grandparents. Be safe, be smart. We'll see you in the next one. Well, I fucked that up, and you know what? I think it, I think it added to the charm. Messed up the score. Good episode, dude. I do too. It is. That's why I mentioned this. I told people to say, uh, go to Skeleton, if you can still hear me, SkeletonCrew.com. Get yourself a copy. Or or bug Adam Marcus on Facebook. It might be on Amazon. I'm not sure. Really? All right, Adam, get to it.